Welcome. It's been a while since I've actually done an episode. <clears throat> um, I thought I thought about doing one a while back, but I didn't uh, for various reasons, which I might go into later, perhaps. Um, because it does relate to another topic I want to talk about. I might talk about it today. I might talk about it tomorrow. I don't know, but we'll see how that goes. Anyways, today, though, we're talking something more actual, more practical. Not the, the topic that I want to talk about isn't practical, because it is, but uh, this one is much simpler, much more useful in some ways. So... um. I read a lot of books, as you may know. Um, you may know me personally, or you may not. Um, with this podcast, you know, it's it's just a way of basically me uh, making everything public that I've come to understand about life and reality to a certain extent. Um, and today I want to talk about another element of this where we start to get into kind of deconstructing or deep not deconstructing sorry but de uh, evolving or de Uh, lousing the mind, we're getting rid of a lot of the infections. Um, because I've come to some understandings, and I'm going to do an exercise in the end of this. Um, we're going to go into two basic ways in which we understand this topic. Um, so, most of us go through life, kind of pushing and pulling at life. Um, Either you're pushing, meaning you're like pushing forward, like go, 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 go. You know, maybe it's a a purpose thing. Maybe it's something else. Um, And that's ignoring the present. Um, Or you're pulling at life, trying to get something to go away or something like this, right? There's things like this going on. Uh, and each one of these creates delusion. There's three defilements. Uh, I think it's the three defilements of uh, Buddhism, which are basically attachment, aversion, and delusion. I want to talk about this because it's something that I kind of came to insight over uh, by experience. And... Once you start to understand what's going on with these things, you start to understand why these things are creating delusion. What's really going on here? Um, Because it's not uh, just that there's like a desire or 
an attachment and then there is or there is an aversion to something or a resistance to something or whatever you want to call it. Um, the as I've said before in other episodes, nothing happens in a vacuum, right? Nothing ever happens in a vacuum. So when the attachment happens, it's not that the attachment happens and you do nothing with that information or that does nothing to you because it actually is doing something to you. The question is, what is it doing? What are these two things basically doing? They're creating... Um, a cloudy state, what I like to call the cloud of confusion. And what I mean by this is like you have, say, say for instance, like you have a, an attachment to a certain kind of state of mind and an aversion to another state of mind that's opposite. Typically, that's how it works. If you're attached to something else, you're resisting or against the thing that is opposite to this. Right, like if you're attached to the idea of being seen as loving or kind, you will be averted, avert, aversion. You have an aversion to seeing yourself as the opposite, right? Or if you have an attachment to happiness and strong, joyful emotions or whatever, you will be averted, have aversions to negative emotions. Uh. And so, whatever. A good rule of thumb about attachments and aversions is that um, if you are attached to something, you are resistant to the opposite of that thing. Um, and so when you are attached to this, what what this does is it creates a kind of... push-pull motion thing that the mind does. It like tries to drive the state. Um, so like if you're attached to a certain state of mind, the mind drives itself to that state as much as it can. Like, it, you don't know what I mean? Like you're getting, you're not just like attached to it and it just either it comes or it doesn't. You're pushing, you're pulling your way to, towards that thing. Or at least you're trying to, which creates the illusions of certain things. Um, and the illusions could be many things, but um, one of the things you might have this illusion of. Actually, it's really interesting to me. Is that one one of the interesting things that I've become aware of is that <laughs> when you are in this kind of push pull state. The more that you're in this, the more you're in a sort of material mindset or material mind uh, sensory perception. And what I mean by this is like you uh, can feel yourself more in your body, in your head, because your mind is literally like trying to drive you to something which creates waves and clouds which creates more of that sensory perception and you can become aware of this um but the reason why that's important to understand is because once you start to understand that 
the mind is creating these states and they're not necessarily natural states, you'll understand the other one of these, which is the delusion. The delusion of certain things that this is creating, the delusion that these states are going to last, things like this. There's many different kinds of delusions, but um, they all have to do with... Well, there's, I think they have to do with many things, but they based, a lot of them have to do with the impermanence of these things. Um, when you're dealing with these states, you have to become aware. It's really interesting when you start to become aware um, in different ways. You start to notice the, the basic busyness of the mind. So, this is something I'm still kind of fleshing out, as you can kind of tell here. Um, and I might or might not release this because it is a little complex. But the point is of this is not to demonize desire and uh, aversion to things uh, necessarily. Actually, the point is actually more interesting it's it's actually an understanding of this because once you start to understand what this does how this causes you problems um is the more you can start to embody wisdom uh true understanding and things like this and the more that you can learn to start to let Go, which is something that we're going to attempt to do here in this episode. Is the more that we can start to see the clear mind. Uh. That has no object, no uh, pushing and pulling, which creates no strong sensation or sens- sensory perceptions um in this way right and i don't mean necessarily sensory perceptions as in like you can feel the body um but what i mean really is that when when you're engaged in these attachments or aversions and the mind is driving in this way it creates a lot of tenseness in the body and in the brain and you can notice it. You become aware of that feeling inside of your, your body, wherever that might be. It depends on where it is. Typically, what I become aware of is that the emotions, which are like the drivers of your thoughts, are kind of deeper in your body, like the chest area. And your thoughts are in your head area. I think this is probably going to be different for different cultures as well, but um, that typically seems to be the way it works from what I've become aware of. So what we're going to attempt to do here is to go beyond all of this because um, what I'm what I'm telling you here, you're not going to understand. Um, in fact, if you if you listen to what I'm saying and believe me, you're not you're not going to learn anything. And so what you have to do literally is, there's basically two basic ways of uh, learning this. 
that is basically becoming aware of the mind when it's doing this. And the second technique, which is a bit... Uh, it's going to sound very simple, but it's actually very, very useful. So, just... Uh, what I want you to do is I want you to rest. If there's any thoughts going on right now, if there's anything happening... You can notice that for a second and then just let go. Which basically means you're just getting rid of all the tension. Um, but you're not forcing anything. You're not forcing yourself to let go. You're not forcing anything to happen. You're basically just noticing that your mind is driving experience, your your mind, your body. You notice that and you let that go. And whenever your thoughts start again, maybe they get real restless of this state, you let that go. Or return back to resting within yourself. This doesn't require effort. This doesn't require force or willpower. It actually requires a relinquishment of all of this. And so if you, if you notice any thoughts, you just return back to resting. And it's just about doing this over and over and over again. And if you notice your mind getting uh more uh, anxious and it's harder to let go in this way. There's two other things you can kind of do here, which is a, a sort of convincing of yourself and a sort of motivation for the practice itself. So what you can become aware of is the problems with this attach, attachment, aversion, system that the mind is engaged in. You can call it pain, pleasure. Um, but it's actually better to call it attachment aversion because pain and pleasure can exist without attachment or aversion. So attachment aversion makes more sense. And you can literally become aware of, you can become aware of 
the problems with this system of attachment aversion. How it doesn't necessarily make you as happy as you might think it might. Things like this, it actually clouds your judgment, makes you can make you more emotional, can make you less able to function in the real world and within yourself. Things like this. They can become aware of all of this. And then notice that. I notice that when you let go, that gets rid of all of that for the time being. That's the first kind of motivating factor here that you can use. Second is kind of like a positive motivating factor. The first was kind of more of a negative motivating factor, which is you know how we can do this. So the positive motivating factor is the benefits of doing this practice, which is there's many benefits like peace, clarity, understanding, um, things like this. You can become more aware, actually, by doing this. But I don't even really think it's about peace or clarity so much as about a relinquishment of the struggle, which isn't necessarily peace or clarity, but it is... The opposite of suffering for that moment. And just turn, return back into letting go and resting. Let the mind rest. And it's not really about, like, completely removing all suffering um, at once. If if anything suffering is happening, you can still rest and become aware. And uh, suffering, any kind of thoughts, like if you rest long enough in this state where you just kind of rest your mind, eventually, like, all thoughts just have to stop. Like, they can't keep themselves going because the reason why thoughts are going in your mind 
most uh, all of the time is because you're putting effort into those thoughts. Thoughts require effort to continue. They require energy. Not saying that you'll never have any thoughts again in this state, but you will have less thoughts over time. And the less thoughts you have, the more clarity you can gain, the more uh, illusions or delusions can be cleared up over time, the more that you can do this and becoming aware as well. Both of these practices are necessary. One of them, becoming aware, helps you to understand the problems with the attachment mindset, attachment aversion mindset. The other, the letting go, helps you notice the opposite. So, just start at random moments resting. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to get rid of any thoughts when you're resting. If any thoughts are happening, just know you can still rest and have those happen. Um, because if you try to get rid of the thoughts, you're going back into the attachment aversion uh, modality again, right? So and so and so, what we're really tr- attempting to do is go beyond the attachment aversion modality. Because for most of us, our minds are very busy or our bodies are very busy doing all these things. Go, 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 go. I got, I got all these things I got to do. Go, go, go. You know, um, even if you have, if you, even if you don't need to do anything like errands or finances or whatever, your mind is still going. Your mind is still doing all kinds of things. Um, you know, comfort. You know, people talk about how we should get out of our comfort zone and all this stuff, and that's you know there is some truth, right, to that. But the truth about that is, is that the mind's uh, there, when you're in the attachment aversion duality, the Comfort zone of the mind, it can't last. Even if you are in a comfortable place. Because it's based on 
a house of cards that would collapse. Um, that's why we have people who are so comfortable today that they're depressed, that they don't know what to do with themselves. And people think all these things to themselves, like if I do this, I'll be happy. If I have this, I'll be happy um, on this stuff, right? But what they don't realize is that because they're stuck in the attachment aversion duality, that happiness is a, half, a house of cards, just waiting for the next aversion to come and just take it all away. That's what we're up against here. And that's why it's important to learn to rest in this way. Because it gets us, at least for a little while, out of this attachment aversion duality. into reality because these attachments and aversions aren't reality they're not uh, representing reality they're representing, they're representing our fantasies of reality our hopes for reality but not reality itself which is why the, third, the other defilement is delusion these delusions have to do with the attachments and aversions I think there's many other delusions as well having to do with this having to do with the driver, the, the constant driving the mind does. But the main bulk of it has to do with this. Uh. Because you can do all these amazing things and have a lot of success and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but if you're stuck in attachment, aversion, duality, you're not going to uh, be happy. Um, that's why I think tranquility is more important than happiness. Tranquility is not peace, by the way. Peace is uh, another state that people talk about. Peace, tranquility. They're a bit different, but they're very similar in some ways. Um, but also you can become a attached to tranquility as well. Or peace. Or both. And that's not tranquility. That's what you could call false tranquility. Because let's say that you have an attachment that says, oh, I need things to be quiet. If things are quiet, I'm tranquil. If they're not quiet, if things are going on all around me, if they're shouting, things like this, I'm not tranquil. It's annoying. All it takes is one moment. Where that false tranquility gets shown up as it is. False. 
And this is why you are truly unstable if you are stuck in this modality, which most people are. Most people are. Like, I would say 98% of people are. If not more, perhaps. Maybe maybe less. Um, but I wouldn't count on it being less than 97. Because of the ways of Western civilization. Western civilization has become like a mind virus. And the stage orange mindset has kind of taken this attachment aversion duality to its ultimate pinnacle. Which didn't solve the problems. It doesn't solve the problems. Because it assumes that fulfilling desire is good. Having desire is good. Um, I won't say that desire is bad, because that's also a diver- aversion, an aversion, but I'm, what I'm saying is that if you are for or against something, it's only a matter of time until that takes away your tranquility, your peace, your clarity, your understanding, uh, whatever compassion you have, because you are going through a, the attachment aversion duality. I don't think there's it's any coincidence to me at all that in the last 20, 30 years, we've seen more narcissism and, and less empathy throughout the world. Uh, know the world even and I think the reason why this is is because it is, we're stuck in separation consciousness we're stuck in attachment aversion dualities and that creates less understanding between ourselves less ability to come to a true conclusion about the situation a true understanding of the other person. Um, and what I want to tell you now is that if you have a resistance to something, you cannot understand that thing. If you have an attachment to that something, you don't understand that thing. Um... Maybe you understand it a little bit more, but you don't. You still don't understand it, um, because your mind is. Uh, your mind has a fantasy about this thing. Hence the word delusion. Ta da! So. I'm going to end this here. Hope you enjoy this. Um, I recommend you do this exercise of just resting the mind. Um, 
it might help to rest the body at the same time, you know, find a place and kind of still the body. Honestly, I don't think it matters as much because if you still the body too much, you can become averse to that. Right. But it, it it could help you to rest more as well. So, anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll talk to you in the next one.